online in another world. Chapter 30A One in a Million Spell I've only really learned novice spells and a few intermediate castings, but this one. He said. Show me, Selly gave him the go-ahead. It was something he learned recently from peeking into the back of the, the scripture of the element king, Ailer, he found a spell that caught his eye. After that encounter with the Chaos God-style swordsman, I had to find my own, trump card, he thought. He held his wand up, beginning the incantation, for spirits of the world's nature order of creation and destruction, great gnome of rock, undine of water, sylph of air, and salamander of fire. Elemental sentinels. Magecraft of this caliber required an invocation, trying to cast it without the proper saying was like trying to untie an endless array of knots within his mind. Just saying the proper incantation of a spell wasn't enough, there were a multitude of factors that went into weaving the desired concept into reality. He had to visualize it completely, imagining it to the tiniest detail until it became second nature to him. A fundamental understanding of magic was needed, too, how to conjure and focus his mana, and how to transmute that formless energy into the desired element. Above all of that, one needed the proper vessel in the first place, this is where both inherent talent, lineage, and grit came into play. Sully looked on in surprise as the water of the lake began to ripple, the field was jostled, the air howled, and the temperature warmed. This spell, it's from the teachings of Ailer, isn't it? But, an invocation like this, it's. Sully thought. From the spell's invocation, for lights encircled the young boy, a rocky brown shine, an azure glow, a verdant luminescence, and a crimson radiance. It's a grand, rank spell, it requires a high level affinity for all four natural elements, it's a one in a million for somebody to have the capability of using it, Sully thought. Phew, I did it, he said quietly. The four spherical lights hovered around him before he pointed his wand forward towards the lake, Salamander. With his command, it was the fiery glow that conjured a small fireball, sending it towards the lake. Swish. As the ball of inferno crashed against the calm body of water, the volatile impact caused steam to rise and extend over a section of the lake. Again, he displayed the high-class spell, Undine. This time, the azure sphere was invoked, but rather than conjure a raw element, the lake itself was manipulated causing the water to swirl before a large sphere of liquid was suspended into the air. Sylph. He commanded with a wave of his wand. The verdant spirit by his shoulder responded with its windy form, sending a slice of air that cut the hoisted ball of water in two. From the aftermath of the sphere of aqua being bisected, a splash of water came their way. Gnome. With one last invocation, the brown, small spirit responded by automatically raising a wall of mud in front of the two, blocking the splash of water as it pelted against the natural barricade. Showcasing all four of the elemental spirits, he allowed the spell to dissolve, breathing out as sweat left his pores heavily. Huff. He placed his hands on his knees as he caught his breath. The entire time, the silver-haired magic instructor was left speechless from the showing. I still don't have it completely down yet, it's exhausting, he said, wiping the sweat from his forehead. No. Sully said, still looking forward, Emilio, that was amazing. Really, by the end of our time together, I'm afraid I'll be left trailing behind you. He looked at the young woman for a moment, staring up at her before smiling with a small laugh, that's not true. I still have a long way to go, but, I was wondering. Yes? Sully looked at him. Could you show me something? He asked with a dazzle in his eyes. I've just never met a mage like you before, so, I was just kind of hoping you'd be able to show me something cool, he told her. It was impossible for Sully to deny the curious request from the starry-eyed young boy as she smiled gently with a nod, holding her staff up. All right, then. Pay close attention, okay? Okay, he nodded, focusing up. 
There was a certain grace and refinement to how Sally stood while holding her wooden staff high, commanding a swirl of mana around her that caused the grass to sway and the winds to sing quietly. Sally firmly placed her beige boots down, beginning the invocation, flow from the great sea of divinity. Gather here, will of the sea king. Let your judgment reign supreme in your domain. Great water prison. As Sally spoke with power lacing the incantation, a brisk wind spiraled just as the river did. The orb at the end of the young woman's staff glowed before the swirl of water suddenly shot up like a fountain. Whoa. He was in awe, looking up as it seemed as if the entire river was ripped from the ground, though as the geyser of aqua settled, he saw the true nature of the ethereal water spell. A giant cube of clear water hovered above the river, sealing within it a single fish. That's a bit overkill for a fish, isn't it? He said with a wry smile. Sully held her focused expression before smiling, waving her staff to disperse the water back into the river. There is a second stage of the Great Water Prison, but unfortunately, it's a bit lethal. It's not for squashing fish, Sully sighed out after using the ethereal spell. That was amazing. He jumped up. Sully paused for a moment before holding a pleasant curve to her lips, I can teach you that one, if you want. Really? Emichem, she nodded, right now your arsenal is mostly offense-oriented, isn't it? He was surprised that Sally managed to guess that perfectly, but he nodded. Well, I've got this. Planting his boots against the soil, he breathed out as he summoned the circular zone of wind around him. Sally watched before the spell dispersed, it's handy, but you need more options. One type of defense doesn't cover all potential threats. Right, he nodded. Anyway, I'll give you a couple things to begin studying, alright? Sally said with a smile. Oh. He looked up curiously. By some stroke of luck, a breeze passed by at that moment, flicking the silver-haired girl's skirt up, revealing to the young boy's lecherous eyes that locked onto what was beneath that skirt like a hawk to a mouse. Not only did he get a clear shot of her smooth thighs, which were just plump enough, but he also saw the true goods, the article of fabric that was the personification of the girl wearing it, panties. They were all black with a refined fabric that he certainly didn't expect from the goody two-shoes, demure young lady. Black-laced? I expected all white, basic undies, but this is the opposite. Nice job, Sully. He thought. Sully's face went red as she quickly pulled her skirt back down, facing away from him as she covered her face in embarrassment, letting out a groan. He quickly wiped the deviant smile from his lips, unfitting for a young boy his age, replacing it with the innocent, pure smile of the angelic lad they all knew. You didn't see anything, did you? She asked with an embarrassed tone. Not a thing, he laughed innocently, 